Hey guys, it's time for Nina's Got Good News. Nina's a former TV news gal who used to share all the news. Now, as a mom and small businesswoman, she wants to share only the good stuff. It's time to brighten your day. So here's your host, Nina B. Clark. Oh, wow. Don't you love that? Dan gets me so excited and so happy. That's my fabulous producer, Dan Ball, from Quinnipiac University. And I am Nina Clark, and I'm coming to you today from the campus of Quinnipiac University in Hamden, Connecticut, to do a special edition of Nina's Got Good News. I'm so excited that you all came back for my next episode. The mics are working here in the studio. I'm not in my dining room. This is like <laughs> this is like the best day ever. All of your support is what keeps me going, and 2019 is off to an exciting start already. Remember, this is a movement to share good news, and we are growing strong every single week. Today, it's podcast number 31. I can't believe we've made it this far. I'm so excited about this episode today. I have a very special guest who's going to surely inspire you. She's joining me from Wake Forest, North Carolina. She's the founder and creator of Honest Hazel, Catherine Scott. Welcome to the podcast, Catherine. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited and I'm really grateful that you reached out. Oh, well, I'm so excited, too. Our We have a mutual friend, my bestie, Rebecca Crawford. Give Bex a little shout-out that she really is the one that introduced me to you and your amazing product, uh, your eye gels from Honest Hazel. So tell us a little bit about yourself, because Rebecca's told me so much about you, and you and I have connected. But tell our audience all about Catherine. All about me. Oh, my gosh. Well, I'm a mom. I have two kids. I have a boy and a girl that are 9 and 10, and I um, am the founder and creator of Honest Hazel. I've built the business alongside my corporate career job. I married my high school sweetheart, and we now live in Wake Forest, North Carolina, after moving across the country back and forth a couple times for jobs and career moves, and um, I do love Rebecca Crawford and so grateful that um, we got introduced via her and so happy for Instagram, which I know is your jam because that's how Rebecca and I connected. So full circle. Don't you love the gram? I just do. I mean, I know it's not here forever, but for now, I just really love it. It makes me happy. It's like my happy place. Although my husband's like, stop, stop going down that Instagram rabbit hole. But hey. That's how we all connect. And this is, it's such a great community. Yeah. So tell us all about these amazing eye gels. I personally love them because Rebecca introduced them to me. And I have to say for people like me, I'm like exhausted all the time. I'm tired. I'm this working, busy, working mom. So truly it is the best invention for tired people. But tell us a little bit more about these amazing eye gels because not everyone is probably familiar with them. Yeah, so Honest Hazel, um, we really, we have one signature product. It's, we call them eye gels, and it's an under-eye treatment for tired eyes, specifically what you just said, for those that are tired. And I um, formulated and built them to multitask to reduce puffiness, bright and dark circles, firm fine lines, and then definitely hydrate the skin because you can – you know, when somebody tells you that you look tired, it's because one, um, your eyes are probably really tired, but two, you're dehydrated in some form or another. And so the eyes really show not only your age, but like your energy right away. So the product is really created to help me um, personally when I was working, burning the 
the candle at both ends, traveling internationally, working internationally, um, you know, with two young kids at home and just really, really busy. And out of that need, I created them. And so we use all natural ingredients, all plant-based. So um, they're really powerful and each ingredient really has a purpose. Um, and we, um, you can find us in a bunch of different stores and we can go into that, but um, really you can find us um, across the board in Anthros in the United States and in Canada, in Credo Beauty, Beauty Habit. I'm recently launched full-time in Goop and um, we've been you know, really featured in some cool places like the Today Show and Elle and Refinery29. Oh, my God. Look so, at you. You're uh, like, oh, I don't know. You know, like the Today Show, you know, like Gwyneth Paltrow's website, well, they, Goop. I mean, that's amazing, Catherine. I'm so psyched for you guys. But how did you do you. all this? How did you launch Honest Hazel and these amazing eye gels that everyone needs, by the way? Um, even my husband uses them um, just for yeah, all the guys out there that are them. listening. Yeah, the men love them, too. But how did you launch Honest Hazel by yourself, right? You're a party of one doing this while you were working this other corporate job. How did you do that? So I discovered a similar product when I was overseas, actually. um, And I suffer from chronic migraines and um, was kind of wandering, looking for something that would treat this migraine before I could be in a meeting and um, found something similar. And this was back in... um, 2012 and I came home didn't find anything else like it for a while started to see some things and realized hey I feel like I could do this better and I saw I was working for a company that was not good to people or for people and that's kind of what sparked the idea of Honest Hazel as a company not necessarily a product so I had worked for a lot of startups and helped them grow rapidly and very successfully and felt like, wow, if this was only my company, the decisions I could make and what I could do. So I knew I wanted to start a company and I wanted it to be (laughs) in a selfish way about me and my decisions from a brand aspect and brand building and how I would do things. So um, I thought of the, you know, what I would want it to be called and it really started with the name and I have, hazel eyes so I wanted to be about me but I obviously didn't want it to be a name or my name so I knew um hazel was going to be in it and at the same time I like I said was working for a not so great company that was not so great to people and their kind of motto was well it's business and for me I really wanted to have a brand that was not that didn't say that it's just business and, you know, making decisions based on business and not people or, or for people. And so I really came up with just wanting an honest business that was good to people and for people. And that's where honest Hazel started at the time though. I didn't know what my product was going to be or what I was going to do. I bought the URL and was super excited about the ideas. Um, and then I realized, okay, what's the product that I personally am obsessed with and and can't live without and I realized it was you know this under eye treatment that I wanted that was quick it was simple um, with great ingredients and significant results but it was also what did I think at the time you know I just turned 30 and I was thinking like what could my friends afford at this time and I wanted to create this product that was basically going to be a lifesaver for young working mommies that were just super burnt out 
And from there, it, everything kind of just filtered into the next thing. And I um, decided on the product and I decided I wanted this product. I did a lot of research. I found a couple manufacturers. I tested products, um, retested, developed, and, um, you know, created this product that I love and really a brand that I'm really obsessed with in the packaging and um, in the mission and the community I've built around it. So I know I'm making it sound super easy, but it was not. Um, it was a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. And I think in the end of like looking at like how I did it, why I was doing my corporate jobs was really just like I knew I wanted to make it work and I was willing to do whatever it took to make it work. So if it meant not sleeping uh, or, you know, getting on a plane really early to make sure that I could make a meeting or double book myself, then that's what I did to make it work. So tell us some of the challenges that you faced in the beginning, because I know it's not, it wasn't all, you know, rainbows and unicorns for you. I remember when, when you and I first talked that you said that it was, you know, there were a lot of obstacles along the way, a lot of challenges. So as you said, it wasn't all you making it sound so easy, but give us the real real about some of the challenges you faced early on. And then how were you able to overcome them? Because I think that's so helpful for people. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of obstacles still today. And I think that's just part of being an entrepreneur. I think really one thing that's always been a challenge from day one is um, entrepreneurship can be very lonely. And I obviously wanted to build a company, but I've been doing a lot by myself. And that's always been a struggle. So I think the biggest hurdle has been um, really operationally needing help and support and going out and doing the research on my own and finding the time to make things happen and get help when I needed it. And I still am horrible at asking for help, but I have found a community of like-minded women, um, a few good men, and I've really reached out to the people that I've worked with in the past who have then partnered with me on either, um, you know, photography. And I have an amazing photographer that's a dear friend that I worked with, you know, at a place that was not so great, but we stayed um, good friends and she's been amazing for me and the brand. And I think when I look back, like why was I not just so successful, but really lucky it's because of relationships I've built over the past that have come back um, in, or I've been able to reach out with and people have wanted to help me or wanted to partner with me or wanted to, you know, jump on my rocket ship and come with me as things were, were growing. So I guess, you know, being on my own has always been a really big challenge. Um, I think product development, trusting myself, all those things have been really big hurdles. And number one, community has helped me get through it, whether it's been going to an event and meeting other women and entrepreneurs, especially, and being able to bounce ideas off each other and things like that, or um, self-development and listening to amazing podcasts. That's one thing that I do that really helps. Um, operationally, I still struggle a lot and that the growing pains are really painful. Um, a lot of business advice I get is, well, that's a really good problem to have, you know, being so busy. And the truth is, it's like, it's still my problem. So it's a problem. Yeah, but it's sort of a blessing I, and a curse, right? Yeah. You know, that's, 
saying is so cliche about, you know, it's a good problem to have. Well, it's actually not your problem. It's my problem. Yeah. So it's still a problem and it's really, really hard. Yeah. So um, I think community is huge. And I, and I know you've grown, you know, a big community of supporters as well for you. And, and that really is what kind of gets me through, especially when I'm having some down days or having some um, giant hurdles that seem, you know, really big and, I don't see an end in sight. Those things is what kind of gets me through. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, thanks for sharing all that because it, it really gives us the real the real story behind some of the hard days because I'm sure they're not all, you know, every day isn't like, oh my God, I'm on the Today Show today. Wow, this is amazing. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, if someone's out there listening now and they're inspired by your story what kind of advice do you give people who have an idea for a beauty product like you, right? It all started with an idea. You had this idea for a beauty product and you, you wanted to create it. So if someone's listening and they're inspired, what kind of advice do you have about like, where do they even start when they have an idea for a beauty product? Well, I am actually, I just had a conversation with a girlfriend from high school about this the other day and she reached out to me and just, she even said, I don't even know if you're able to talk or willing to share, but I need some help. You know, this is what I want to do. And I think that's number one is key is, again, reaching out in this whole sense of community and reaching out to people that you know and thinking about who's in your network or who, again, you know, this is a friend from high school that I haven't really talked to in many, many years. And she reached out and said what she wanted to do. And I guided her by one, like letting her know is the, it was a great thing to reach out and ask for help because I don't think I did that um, at the very beginning or for the many first years. I was actually kind of secretly growing my company on the side because I didn't want to jeopardize my corporate career. So I didn't ask for help. I was very quiet about my business that I was growing. So I always suggest people reach out to get started. And then there's your network, you know, on LinkedIn, but then there's this whole other beauty network, whether it's Indie Beauty or whether it's CEW, which is like cosmetic um, executive women and that you kind of really need to have an idea and where you're going, but there's forms available and there's tons of information. Um, so that's a good place to go as well. And I think it still all goes around community and looking for community and help. I think there's a lot more people out there willing to help than people believe there is. And mm-hmm. um, I think sometimes people are scared, like they're going to take my idea, you know, and there's always going to be people with the same idea. And, and, and that's sometimes hard to hear because <laughs> I just think that, you know, people always think it's their idea. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, they see the idea that somebody else did it that, you know, that lives across the world and, you know, have the same idea. So, I think reaching out is huge. I think community, doing the research. There's so many amazing people building brands right now. And I think we could talk a little bit about, you know, Beauty Counter and what they're doing in creating you know, a huge platform for women and, and a few good men. And I'm creating beauty products and that's inspiring so many others to go out and create, you know, the whole natural deodorant thing is a huge you know, market. I think that's grown a lot. And there's a lot of people that think they can do it better and are willing to work and try to do it better. So I think doing the research, aligning with um, others and going for it, like figure out what you want and run like hell at it for sure. Oh, I love that. You're such a hustler. It's so great. It's so inspiring. So how did you manage to get your eye gels 
into anthropology, into creative beauty, and then what about with Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop? How did you do that? Okay, so um, really how everything started was one friend shared with another friend, which got me into one store. At the, at, when I first got started, I thought, okay, I'm just going to have this little website. It's going to be super cute. It's honestchazel.com, and that's where I'm going to sell my products. Well, that's good. It's a good start, right? I like that idea to start. Well, you know, it's kind of naive, and I I really, you know, have audacious dreams and, like, you know, figure things out along the way, and I really thought that that would work because my biggest fear was being in a store that had, like, icky products next to it. And when I say icky, I don't mean, like, just icky ingredients. I mean icky packaging, like ugly stuff that I didn't want my pat like and I just didn't know where it was gonna sit in the store and right. I and being the control freak I am, I didn't I didn't want it sitting there and I couldn't obviously control what's going on in another store. So Oh my um, God, you're so you're so type A, Catherine. I love this. It's so good. It's 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 so good, good. but it's you know <laughs> the devil as well. So so I a friend, you know, shared it with another friend and it got in someone else heard about it and a that friend reached out and said I have a small little boutique and Ohio and I'd love to carry your product and I was a little nervous but I'm like okay let's just try it and that led to something else something else and it ended up leading to someone reaching out to me that wanted to be like a wholesaler and go but to be like a contractor and go in and sell to other stores so I didn't know what I was thinking but I knew that I was great gaining traction and so I said okay let's try for three months and see kind of what happens um, you know, I'm really busy, so I don't know what I can do for filling orders, but let's, let's try it. Um, and that gal actually ended up being really busy, like mo- doing a move with her family and not really working out. But the one thing that she did was introduce it to her friend who was at freepeople.com. Oh, freepeople. You know, yeah. The, yeah. Through the urban brand. And with that, they made a very small initial order. And that was a really big kickoff point for me because that was where, you know, people knew free people. Yeah, um, that's great. They knew free people, not for necessarily being its own standalone brand, but they knew it as being in Nordstrom's and being in anthropology and those things. And so that helped. And actually the answer buyers reached out to me. They had discovered the product, obviously, through free people, even though they didn't say that. Um, and they reached out and they, and I was lucky enough that they reached out and I was able to fulfill the initial order and it just grew from there. And from that, that is where a lot of things took off. And that's because now, you know, the product was then available in over 150 stores across the United States, super accessible. And I had a very strategic plan from the beginning to only offer my three pack in retail stores. So the three pack re- is $12 retail and that's three different eye gels, three, three packs, three different pairs of eye gels. So three different treatments. And I knew that if I could get it into the hands of, um, especially that anthro customer that I would be able to make them fall in love, especially for $12 and they would want more. So they could either go back to anthro and get a handful or which would, you know, create a sellout there or it, which would be exciting or um, they would come back to honesthazel.com and buy the 10-pack or the 25-pack. Mm, so super smart. strategic in that matter so that I could come back and you know grow the brand that way and grow more of a loyal following from that answer customer who is loyal um, to becoming loyal with Honest Hazel. So 
Um, from Anthro, then, of course, that led to more and more stores. Um, that same um, person that I had working for me, she actually, you know, sent a lot of inquiry emails for me. And one of them was to Credo Beauty. And they had declined at first and said they didn't, um, you know, really have a space for it. They liked it, but just didn't have a space. And then almost a year to the date, um, I got an email that was forwarded from this person that I no longer was working with and hadn't worked with in, you know, probably about nine, ten months. I'm reaching out saying, hey, we'd like to place an order. Like, no more, qu- like, nothing else besides, like, oh my we're gosh. ready for order now. That's amazing. Um, and now it was. Really and that amazing. was for Credo yeah. Beauty, which is all, you know, they obviously yeah. loved your product. It's all clean, safe, healthy products in their stores. That's amazing. Yeah, they're, and then, they're really great. Did, is and, that um, so? How sorry, did then the Goop thing happen with with Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop? Because they reached out to you as well, right? Yeah, yeah, they reached out. They had found um, the product. Sometimes it's hard for me to nail down when these you know buyers and brands have found product, but they discovered the product and um, reached out and were interested in featuring it in the holiday gift guide, which you know could have been a press opportunity, but they actually wanted to um, purchase product you know, and sell it with in their, in their holiday gift guide stores or holiday, they call it goop gift stores. Um, and that was really exciting. And I was really working towards a sellout of that because they had bought a, a limited amount and they did sell out. And then they just recently, you know, sent another PO and I had to ask like, is this to fulfill the rest of the orders or is this going on? And he said, no, no, because of its success, we decided to carry it on. And, and with that, you know, now, um, we're in Goop, which is oh super exciting. Um, so great. And, you know, just, again, a lot of a lot of loyal customers and mm-hmm. followers to that brand. And it's just been really good in, um, you know, aligning with our mission as well. So how are you making sure that you're standing out? You know, there's so many beauty products out there. I feel like my Instagram feed is, like, flooded with beauty brands, beauty products, and of course, a lot there's a lot going on in the clean beauty space. But so, how are you making sure mm-hmm. that you're standing out and that you're getting more eyeballs on the Honest Hazel brand and on your eye gels? Well, I think one thing, not not just the product, but I think a lot comes with packaging. So branding and packaging. And for me, you know, I wanted beautifully bold packaging. I wanted the stripes. I want you know, there's a lot of meaning behind my packaging and. And the black and white stripe is one thing that just seems so classic, but um, it's also, you know, black and white and like that contrast between the two. And then, you know, we have a pop of green and just the way that I designed that packaging was for to stand out as a brand. And um, interesting enough, like when Honest Hazel was on the Today Show, I did not even know that that was happening. Um, I was watching the news while drinking coffee laying in bed and all of a sudden I see my packaging so it wasn't even like they were talking about on a super like they were skimming over the screen and um, Bobby Thomas was on there talking about product and I saw my packaging and so for me standing out has to do with not just this product but the packaging and the brand I um, also have a, a strong belief about advertising um, I don't advertise and I don't pay for placement and I get a lot of outreaches from, you know, people that want to partner and they want payment for placement. And that's just not who I am. I'm 
and to the brand is and what the brand stands for isn't about just, you know, pushing things in your face, but I've been lucky enough to have a lot of great luck and um, with hard work come my way and be successful. And I continue that like mantra going through is that um, to stand out for, you know, who we are as a brand and a great product and really always being good to people. Oh, I love Um, that. Yes. Don't burn any bridges. Dan, are you listening? My, my college producer, don't burn bridges guys. Yep. Catherine's here to tell you that's so important. I love that. Yeah, I just, you know, and there's been a lot of people that have been really, really great to me. There's been a lot of people that have been really horrible to me as well. Um, and yeah, <laughs> over, you know, career-wise. And, yep, and, been there too, know, yep. But we don't yeah, forget, we don't and, forget those. Yeah, okay. No, no. No, no. don't forget those. And, <laughs> and I definitely, you know, my husband will tell you I can and hold a good grudge. And I you know, can move past things, but I definitely don't forget, you know, one where I came from, but who was good to me along the way. And I, I think that I've built a lot of trust with um, the the colleagues that I've worked with over the years and those that have still, you know, I partner with for, for different projects here and there and they trust, you know, my instincts and um, my brand development. So I feel like, you know, even on Instagram that, a lot of the bloggers that or influencers that started that reached out or posted the product and I don't even knew I didn't even know how they got the product they found out answer or what but that had really small micro influencer following like 5,000 to 10,000 followers and I built a relationship with them just yes. saying thank you like right. thanks for posting and that turned into just them you know, loving the product one, but just being good to me, but mm-hmm. like back to me and, and posting it again and knowing that, you know, I was a working mom and that they were a working mom or they were building careers themselves doing something else. And now they have, you know, they're getting huge sponsorships from giant companies and they have, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers. And I feel lucky enough that I had a relationship with them to get started. And right. we were good to each other. I love that. So, um, yeah, we're better together. Yeah. yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, so now to the million dollar question that I, I love to talk about on this podcast, because it's something we all struggle with. But for busy moms who work like us, how are you doing it all? I'm sure you feel like Honest Hazel is your third baby. I know you have two. I know you yeah. have two real children, but I always say this podcast is my third baby. But um, I'm sure Honest Hazel definitely feels like a child, and maybe then some. But how are you handling? How are you doing it all? Like, what's your? Do you have? I know there's no, you know, there's no magic potion, but yeah. Yeah. What's your secret? Yeah. Tell us, how do you, how do you have balance? How do you find the balance? Well, I mean, I I don't have it. And I really, for me, I know that some people have balance and can, can make it all work. I think, you know, balance is BS for me. Um, There's never been a balance. There's always something that had to give. And so for me, I almost think balance is a bad word because balance to me would mean that I was super content with what I have or super negative. It has a negative connotation to me of being stagnant and not growing, whether it's growing personally or in business or with my kids or whatever it is. So for me, balance means more being content. And I don't Mm -hmm. think I'll ever be content. I think I'll always want more. I'll always want to do something else. 
I'll always, you know, want to build another brand or um, get another puppy. <laughs> All want more babies. But <laughs> oh my gosh, another puppy. Instead, oh but, my gosh. Yeah, yeah, the puppy instead. But for me, it's always been really hard. My kids don't know anything else other than mommy working. I I went back to work when my um my daughter was very little and uh, when my I was working from the hospital when I had my my second and I went really back to work a couple of days later and was lucky enough to be able to do that. I think with my sanity that works. I think I've missed out on a lot, but I think it's just made me better mm-hmm. um, because I when I look back and see what I missed out, I realize I wouldn't have what I have now if I didn't. And those even those hard things of missing out um there's like being gone when they were so little and just those things like now I just feel like I just got to show up for them my yeah. kids and yep. my husband when they need me of course and that's yeah. the only balance that I can get right is, is when you know setting expectations mm-hmm. and then being there now mine are old enough to know what you know the days of the week the time how many days when they were little, it was easy to just be gone and them not understand. Like one sleep was like another sleep until they started really getting when they when my daughter really started realizing, wow, mommy, you're not going to be back till the next Monday. That's when it started getting harder because they could count the days oh, and not, yeah. you know, was pulled on you know my heart about. I know the mom but, guilt, so, the mom guilt. Yeah, I know about that. Huge, but also, I know. Yeah, my kids, they. They talk about like, well, I'm going to have this business or I, you know, my son is so cute. And he's like, yeah, we started this comic book business today at school, mom. And it's not just about like them playing, you know, and he loves. Look at you. You're starting these little entrepreneurs. Yeah. I kind of feel like I was, I was raised that, that way, like very fiercely independent. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing that for my children. And so when I have rough days and mom guilt and, and just, you know, down days, I look back and think like, yeah, my kids are really cool. And they're, I'm, I'm bringing up good humans and not, you know, the balance, I guess, that I need if we say, you know, balance in life. Yeah, no, I think it's great. And you're such a role model. I mean, my gosh, hopefully your son is going to uh, oh, thank you. keep up his uh, comic comic business at school. It's so cute. <laughs> yeah. So I know I know you love Instagram, too, as we mentioned earlier. We do this feature here on the Good News Podcast all about our favorite Instagram accounts. So because right now the gram is my jam for now. But so who is one of your favorite Instagrammers these days that um, you want to share so we can all follow them? I probably have two I can share. So I love Beth Sapo, who is, um, her handle is Seer Suckers and Saddles. Seer Suckers and Saddles. Yeah, I think I have actually. Yeah. She actually um, promotes Beauty Counter. Yeah, I feel like I I know her from Beauty Counter. Yeah. Yeah, you probably do. Um, But she's also a mom and she works a lot. And what I love is that she works and she's a hustler. She um, also does this other, um, like, it's called Faster Way to Fit, Faster Way to Fat. To Fat Loss, yeah. I'm messing it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But she does that, and, like, she works, and she, like, does that as well, and she works on her health, and she's somebody that I think is just doing a lot of great things, and she has great sense of style, and just, I just, all around, she's just somebody that I think has, like, a great vibe. Yeah, um, I love that. And then from a business standpoint, I love Allie Webb of Dry Bar. Oh, don't you, though? Yes, I love her. 
just phenomenal. I've been following her really since she started because I was, um, I think, just finishing up in college when she was launching. And um, just, yeah, she's just great. I love her podcast. I know you, yeah, I love um, not only Instagram for inspiration, but podcasts are really my jam right now. So obviously your podcast and then I just love listening to other entrepreneurs and their stories and their struggles and their accomplishments and especially female entrepreneurs really make me happy. So podcasts are really my thing. I know. I love them too. Well, that's why why I started them because I was a junkie. So had to start my own. So tell us, Catherine, what's next for Honest Hazel and what's next for you? Have you thought about another product? What's on the horizon? What's, What's in your, what's... If you're looking at your vision board for 2019, what's ahead for you and the brand? Uh, exciting things. So um, we have a really big, exciting announcement on March 1. It'll go live March 1. So I can't say too much now. But um, Ooh, breaking news on, on March Instagram. 1st. Okay. Where where yeah, are you going to announce it news. so people can see this breaking news on March so 1st? So we'll probably do some teasers on our handle, honesthazel.com. And depending on this other um, partnership, we'll see You know if they launch ahead of time. But it's going to be super exciting. It's one of the goals that I had. I've been actually dreaming up Honest Hazel. Um, so that's exciting. As for product development, um, there is some other products in the works, and there has been for quite some time. It's just a matter of, you know, where do do I want to continue to grow and be known for this amazing one single line product or add more in? Um, and that's really just a kind of a decision to make that's, you know, ready at the fingertips, but at the same time, you know, my heart's not behind it all the way. So definitely not ready to launch um, other products yet, but we do have them. Um, in the works and finalized. So, um, yeah, that oh, I love it. Yeah, it's big. Exciting. I okay. Think, you know, there'll be a lot of change and development as well. Okay, good. Well, we're so excited. I can't wait for March 1st. It's not only my mom's 81st birthday, but it's also Catherine oh, Scott's Honest Hazel birthday, breaking news. So we're going to have to... We're going to have to have a big, a big celebration. I can't wait to hear. And I'm so excited, Catherine, when I come to North Carolina to visit Rebecca, you and I are going out for a margarita with Rebecca to celebrate yes. that we all connected through Instagram and the clean beauty yes. space. So I can't wait to meet you in person. But in the meantime, everyone follow Catherine's third baby, Honest Hazel on Instagram. And I hope that you survived your first podcast, Catherine. How'd you, how do you think you did? I, well, who knows to what it sounds like, but I loved it because it's so fun and I adore you and is super excited about you. I'm lucky to be number 31, but I'm happy that you're sharing so much goodness and good news on this podcast because I think so many people like myself have gotten you know, great vision from it as well. Oh, good. Well, I'm so glad. And thank you so much for being our special guest today. Catherine Scott, our good news guest of the week. Thank you for inspiring all of us, Catherine. We really appreciate it. And congratulations on Honest Hazel, the amazing eye gels that we all need in our lives. Stay tuned for next week's podcast. Remember, you can find me on iTunes. Please be sure to subscribe and rate and review my podcast. And I was so excited to log in and see that I had a bunch of new reviews. Thank you all so much. And my reviewer of the week is Master Motivation. And she writes in, Speaking of my mom, she writes, we want Mary Bradley back on the podcast. She is fabulous. She's the classiest lady around. 
She could tell all of us how to host the perfect dinner party. <laughs> that made me laugh so hard. And the good news is for everyone that your wish to have my mom come back in the podcast might come true. She'll be back on after she gets back to Connecticut from her time in sunny Florida. So keep sending in your reviews, everyone, because I love reading them. Remember, the mission of this podcast is to get better together as a community here in the audio space. For now, I am your host, Nina Clark. Thank you again for listening, and let's keep being awesome. Awesome.